Hey, welcome everyone to the Pile Driver Podcast. Uh, today's edition of the Pile Driver Podcast, I'm going to have Jeremy Wallman on the show. Uh, he's from um, uh, CardSportsZone.com. Uh, you'll be able to check uh, check out his website. It's pretty cool. But even, even though he's a big time U- U- University of Louisville Cardinal uh, insider uh, and does a lot of things with recruiting and things of that nature, uh, him and him and the other guys at that website. He also is a big time huge wrestling fan. So uh, beginning of the show, I kind of interview that and kind of talk to him about how big much he's into wrestling and what he knows about the business and who he knows. Uh, so you'll get to see that. But uh, it's a good conversation to have with my buddy. We, we talked about everything from the WWE product to just the network. Uh, we kind of hit around and went around in a lot of different ways because just friends talking about wrestling, man, you don't know where we're going. So we try to stay on point to certain topics. We might have might have went around the corner on some different things uh, we wasn't prepared for. But, hey, that's what a podcast is and that's what a conversation is all about. So I hope you like uh, th- this um, to this week's uh, edition of the Pod Driver Podcast. Um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Daniel Spencer. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-S-P-E-N-C-E-R. I'm also the same on Instagram. Um, you can also um, hashtag the Pile Driver Podcast. And listen, those of you that listen that listen to the show, if you hashtag the Pile Driver Podcast, I know that's a lot, but the Pile Driver Podcast, hashtag that. Uh, and let me know what you think about the show, or tweet at me at Daniel Spencer. And let me know what you think about the show. Some guests you may think we can try to get on. Some ideas for the show, things of that nature. And of course, if you have a guest that you want me to get on the show, I have a lot of connections. But there's a lot. But if you have a way of getting that guest on, then let me know for sure. If, uh, you know for sure if you have somebody that's a good wrestler insider or a wrestler themselves, uh, whatever that may be, um, send it to me, and I would love to love to interview them and have them on the show. Uh, but just send us your feedback. Let me know. Also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search for the Pile Driver Podcast, or at or search for Daniel Spencer. You'll find it there, um, and you click subscribe and download our our um, our um, podcasts every week. Um, in addition to that, you can also check us out. You know, we're on LiveSportsCaster.com. We appreciate the guys at LiveSportsCaster.com. They allow us to put this on for free. And because of that, it's all the sponsors that sponsor to that show that allows us to do this to keep this free, this download, this this con- this uh, this content downloadable free every week. So uh, check out LiveSportsCaster.com, all the other sport, all the other shows that are on there. You can follow them on Twitter at, at @LiveSportsCast, um, and uh, be sure to click on those sponsors and and go to them and use them and tell them that uh, we sent you from LiveSportsCaster. Uh, dot com and they'll be happy to do that and uh, we appreciate it. All right, we're going to get started here. Um, so coming up next, right after the the, the intro, you're going to hear from uh, my interview with Jeremy Wallen and our talk, just our conversation, really interview at the beginning, but it turned into a conversation, uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. So uh, check it out. My good buddy Jeremy Wallman, and uh, I told you last week that I was going to have him on the show, um, 
And uh, I kind of, uh, <laughs> he's, he runs a website, he runs a lot of things. So first, I'm going to let Jeremy just kind of introduce himself and uh, let him know what he do. Jeremy, what do you do for a living? What do you do as far as the website and everything like that? Um, I'm a member of CardinalSportsZone.com. Uh, Not Crunch, right? No, no. <laughs> Those are some good guys. Definitely follow them and check them out as well. But I'm part of CardinalSportsZone.com. Me and my buddy Steve and Justin um, started it uh, three years ago, roughly. Um, we were hearing a lot. Basically, how it come across is that we were getting a lot of scoops because, well, Justin was a part of the uh, women's basketball team, as funny as that sounds. He was a practice player. Uh, he was hearing a lot of scoops. I was up on campus. I was part of the men's basketball team uh, assistant staff. I was getting a lot of information. Steve uh, was a student on campus, so he was getting a lot. So we were hearing everything first, and we were tweeting it out first, and then people would retweet it. So we're like, we love doing this. Why don't we come up with a site? We can get paid for it. We're getting the information out first anyways. And uh, that's how it all came along. Justin set up the site, and uh, we just started running with it. So CardinalSportsZone.com, and you're also on Twitter. On the, the it's uh, Card Sports Zone, right? right. At, Sport- at Card Sports Zone is the Twitter name. Mine is at Jeremy underscore CSZ. Uh, definitely check it out. We got good info on everything U of L. Yeah, and it's U of yeah U of L. I'm glad you said it. Louisville Cardinals. You know, I told you where I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, the home of wrestling. No, uh, I'm in uh, pretty much one of He's them. He's not wrong. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I'm in in Louisville, Kentucky. So we do a lot of a lot of stuff local. There's a lot of things going on here locally that we talk about uh, too. But uh, me being a downhearted Louisville Cardinal fan, I, I've met Jeremy through social media uh, through that. Because of that, he would tweet things, and I'm like, what in the world? And I believe it or not, I used to think I was following him because I would see his retweets so much that I actually thought I was following him. And then I found out I wasn't following him. I was like, where have I been? So then I officially started following him. But that's yeah, I how never I, forgave him for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> reminded and, of him constantly. Yeah, and he also reminded me as many uh, since we since he came to my house to start this podcast that I got the website wrong last week when I could try to give him a shout-out. So, you know, he's He's, he lets me know uh, when I when I do things wrong. Keep them in line. But, <laughs> you got to. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's a great website. Check it out. A lot of information. And you know, and they um, of course we also do a lot of uh, making fun of UK. So if you're a UK hater, even if you're not a uh, Louisville fan, but you just you're a Tennessee fan or you're a, a Duke fan or something, you just hate UK. Check it out. That it's always. Or even good. if you love UK, uh, please still check out the yeah, show regardless. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you love UK, you hey, you could be the typical Matt Jones. If you don't know who that is. Google Matt Jones, Kentucky, and you'll realize that Matt Jones is more of a, a Louisville fan than he is a Kentucky fan. So, um, <laughs> but Not anyways, wrong. that's uh, those. Sorry, I know this is a wrestling podcast, so we're talking about other things non wrestling. But the reason, uh, you know, to put Jeremy on the show is that from the very beginning, I've always, not only when I was talking about Cardinal sports stuff, he would always comment on my wrestling stuff and he would make wrestling comments. So, got to, got to chatting back and forth and realized that he is not only a diehard wrestling fan. But he, I wouldn't even call, he's a wrestling fanatic. I wouldn't even say a fan. He goes on the next level, kind of like me. Um, and he's been, he's known the business for a long time. He's, he's kind of known people in and out of the business. Uh, you've even lived to some, about some wrestlers. Is that true? Yeah, lived, uh, I lived next to Mark Henry. Um, we lived over, uh, when we lived over, I can't even remember the name of the apartments, but they're behind Dawes. Okay. Uh, Ms. Dow dated the girl across the street from me for about a year so i talked to him every he really good dude he was always really nice to me he would uh you know he talk still considers kentucky louisville kentucky one of his homes i mean he uh, on uh mizdow uh, he does a lot of charity work for crozier, crozier children's hospital 
um, and uh, which is a local um, hospital here. Big, well, it's a pretty big hospital here. They do a lot of things, uh, a lot of uh, cancer treatments and stuff like that for the little ones. And it's a great place. Uh, and he does a lot of charity work for them. He's always in town at least twice a month, sometimes maybe once a week. I, and I think he still has a home here, which is why, you know, he doesn't just come in for stay in a hotel and leave. And he, he did a lot of stuff during the political scene. And back in November, he was out campaigning for a lot of the people running uh, for office for the different um, local stuff. Not even, you know, it's not talking about the the um, the stuff that's national that's going to be coming up. He was talking about, he was doing the, just a local thing. So it was pretty cool to see him involved in the community. So he really loves Louisville. And I heard him on um, recently on Chris Jericho's podcast. And he kind of he kind of mentioned that Louisville, be, he moved here and Louisville became his home and stuff like that. So he, he didn't go really into detail about it, but you could tell that he loves this city uh, a lot and uh, loves this community. It's been good to him. I mean, it, it, gave, it you know, it was good to him when he was here, so he pays back, and that's that's great uh, for someone to do that. And, um, you know, you don't see a lot of people doing that. And, I um, you know, I think the only person that I've known that um, big time uh, that does a lot of things in the community now that's, that's top is Jennifer Lawrence has been doing a lot of things, which is good. So anybody that does stuff in this city, we're, we're happy for them. If if um, if only uh, Kenny Bowling can do stuff like that too, uh, it would be great. Um, love you, Kenny. Um, but um, but no. So so you missed down Mark Henry. Was there anybody else? Uh, there's been several people that I, I that just not coming to mind to me right now. But my uncle, he grew up in the business. He uh, he actually wrestled for Jerry Lawler way back in the USWA days. Oh wow. Um, him and his tag team partner's name was Steve Constant, and they actually had a pretty big TV feud with uh, P- the PYTs, which was Coco Beware uh-huh. and Norville Austin. So now this, was this back when the Loop? When this they used was back to go, in the 80s. So this is when they used to go to the Loop was uh, Saturday, Knoxville, or yeah. uh, Sunday, uh, it might have been somewhere, might have been somewhere Nashville. down in, I think it was Texas, actually. And then they, then the Monday, they would come, they would come to uh, Memphis, Tuesday, Louisville, and then off Wednesday, off Wednesday, Thursday, and then travel back again and go that whole loop. Yeah. Stone Cold always talks about that loop, but that was even later. Stone Cold didn't really start that loop until the late eighties. So, and I was a little kid. Uh, I was a real young kid when when he. I didn't really have the ability, or I, maybe I didn't have the ability, but I just didn't really appreciate the environment that I was in back in. But I mean, I, then I was the weird kid at school that brought the WWE magazine into school every month when I got right. it. WWF, you can call it WWF. That's what it was back then. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> WWE's fine with me. Uh, <laughs> I got the F out, uh, but uh, <laughs> but I was the kid that brought the magazine in and everybody would ridicule me. But then funny thing happened, I, I grew a foot over the summer and then nobody bothered me anymore. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. But no, I mean, I've always been a real big fan of independent promotions. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known about a lot of these guys, like uh, I'll use their WWE, name, WWE names, but uh, like Rollins and Tyler Black. Uh, Ambrose and uh, can't I, well I can't remember uh, Hideo Tommy uh, oh, Finn Balor yeah Finn Balor those guys yeah. you know uh, Chris Hero those I mean just anybody who's ever been anything in independence like even uh, Caval you know that mm-hmm. guy you know just I'm just a huge wrestling fan I watch anything that's on right now I'm, I'm watching. Even though it's not very good, I'm watching the TNA product. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I'm sorry, Impact Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this new promotion, Lucha Underground. Awesome, yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit. It's a, uh, I think the production actually values of it makes it a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm watching OVW from time to time. It it had gotten to a point to where I I really couldn't watch it, but yeah. Corny's back, so I think it's helping out a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that definitely has made me want to watch it again. Uh, Those of you wrestling fans know Corny is Jim Cornette. I mean, if you're if if you're wondering who's a who's a basically the most famous person in the wrestling business from Louisville, well, uh, yeah, besides uh, well, I guess well, yeah, because I mean, it was a training ground, so a lot of people's come out of Louisville, but I guess as far as from here. Jim Cornette would be the most famous, right? Yeah, a wrestler. I you'd mean, have to say that. I mean, I can't. You many people could claim here, right? Claim I mean, here, right? Cena, Cena Lesnar, Orton, Orton, Batista, yeah. Shelton Benjamin, all those guys were here for quite a long time. But uh, yeah, Cornette was born and, yeah. and raised here. So yeah, the only other person that I think they got sim- close to him um, was um, uh, Eugene Nick Dinsmore. Yeah. Yeah, Eugene, because he even he even was from Louisville, Kentucky. Eric Bischoff's nephew was his. Uh, <laughs> was yeah, his nobody nephew. believed that. Uh, yeah. Well, no, though. It, uh, it kind of. You know, uh, no, I'm just true. playing. Uh, um, but um, Ring of Honor too. I watch. Like I said, I watch anything that involves wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'll at least give it a try because I love it. Yeah. Now, have you watched the New Japan stuff? I have because it. Uh, they've started showing it on local TV. Yeah, so I've, yeah. I've watched it. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. See some of the things. Because we're used to watching wrestling for storyline. A lot of people watch it for the storylines and the entertainment value. Yeah. New Japan is more just appreciating it for the technique. And, right. You know, right. They're, they're they're telling the story inside the ring, which mm-hmm. is what WWE's kind of moved away from. Which it was when I first started watching. They told stories in and outside. Well, the ring. if you watch NXT though, it's inside the ring. Yeah, that's true. I um, love NXT. We'll, I forgot to mention them earlier, but I guess I kind of well, that's put WWE, them under the, the yeah, WWE, WWE umbrella. umbrella. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's sad that that's under the umbrella now, uh, but um, you can't. But it is. It's coming into its own brand. Uh, actually, we're gonna. It's kind of. This is called a segue, ladies and gentlemen. It, let's go into speaking of that. Talk about the Triple H podcast because that NXT is Triple H's baby. And I asked you before we started, I said, did you watch the Triple H podcast? Um, well, actually, it was the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast with Triple H, right. but it's the Triple H podcast. But it was on WWE Network, and actually right now, those of you who don't have the network, which are, it's worth nine ninety nine. get it. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not, they don't pay me to say that. It's worth it, just for the pay-per-views alone, but all the stuff like that, it's worth it by itself. And it's free this month for new subscribers, so sign up and just enjoy it at least for a month. It's, Even, it's worth nine ninety nine. It is, so, it really is. Um, I mean, just the, just... The specials that they do. Let's take the pay per views and the VOD. Just put that over to the side. Right. The WWE 24, the Road to WrestleManias, the uh, countdowns, the rewinds. Uh, they're all fantastic. Yeah. Just NXT. In, NXT. Yeah. NXT itself pretty much can pay for nine ninety nine. I, I mean, agree with their weekly programming and everything. The only thing that I think that they need to, they need to add. I mean, a lot of original programming. I get that, but. The only thing they need to add is they need to, and I think it's maybe because of the contract with Universal, but and you, you know, Universals are slash NBC, but they need to, um, um, they need to go ahead and have some sort of a Raw coming on sooner than, you know, uh, two two months out, you know, yeah. or a replay Raw, uh, maybe even a they can have a shorter version of it, uh, kind of like they put on Hulu, um, but that also is tied to their Universal contract, but. Put it on, which is USA Network, guys, but that's the main company. Um, but um, put it on, you know, put some kind of a short version of what you missed. or so. I know they have this week only, but still, kind of give more of a show the matches, too, or something. It just, that's the only thing, I, that's the only downfall that I have about it. But. Well, yeah, because if you have to wait two months to watch it, you're going to, by that point, I mean, if I'm, I, I just watched <laughs> Raw and it's not on my DVR anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I want to go back and watch that. 
Well, I'm not going to want to go back and watch it in two months. I'm right. going to want to go back and watch it the next day. And there's in a, a lot week. of people that don't have cable that just have the WWE Network now. And SmackDown doesn't come on Network TV. The only thing you got on Network TV, I think, is a replay of Main Event. And maybe Superstars is still on. Or maybe Superstars is now just Network. I, I don't even know because I've never watched I haven't watched Superstars, Superstars in years. Superstars is only Network. Yeah. So, okay, they get it on the Network, so they only can see Main, main Event. And they sometimes recap of what we've just seen on Raw. Very rarely they do, though. It's mostly matches. So if you're trying, if that's all you have, it would just it would just bring a new market to that. Mm-hmm. I, and I do have a feeling ten years from now there will no be, there will be no such thing as raw and you say network. I think it'll all be the network, WWE network at the time. That you you want it, you own it, and that's where all the money's gonna come in at. Maybe it won't be nine ninety nine anymore. Maybe nineteen ninety nine. I don't know, but still um, be worth it. Yeah, oh yeah, still be worth it. Not having to pay that sixty dollars a month for the pay per view, anything under that's worth it to me. Right, which the pay per view industry is dying too. It's kind of odd. I mean, even even. Um, if you look at uh, you know UFC, they're having trouble with pay-per-view buyouts, and um, you know they're that's why they've made a deal with Fox Sports One, and it's like everything is going away from this pay-per-view, and you would have never thought pay-per-view would go out of business. You well, know? no, that's because though when we were growing up, they were reasonable prices. You didn't well, get yeah, they on were, there. They were twenty-four ninety-five, and like the right. UFC pay-per-views are like 80, 70, 80 bucks. Some of them are. I don't know if they all are because I don't really watch it on pay-per-view. I, because there's enough of the stuff on network TV to watch. Right. Um, plus, I'm not as passionate about that as I am right. wrestling. But, you know, it's just ridiculous prices. I mean, even for, for Mania last year, I had to pay seventy four ninety five. No, no, year before, because last year it was on the network, and I got that the very first day right. it came out. But seventy four ninety five. Right, the HD version, right? Cause right, you gotta the watch HD. In HD. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to watch it in HD. Right, right. So, it, it, yeah, the uh, pay per view industry is done. And I think it started with boxing because boxing started putting their big stuff on HBO and Showtime. Mm-hmm. And then um, then all of a sudden, everything started. WWE's ahead of their time. They really are. So, the network's struggling the way it has their first year. It's because people don't have the don't have devices to stream yet. There's still a lot of people that don't know how to stream a Roku device or an Xbox One or a PS4 or. Whatever, and they don't want to sit in front of the computer and watch it until that gets worked out. Until more and more devices come free, and until more and more come cheap, or more and more devices, more smart TVs are out there. People still going to struggle with finding it and doing that. And until that becomes available, they're, they just hit a million subscribers. I believe they they will get two million and more. And when they, when more people have access to it, but right now there's still a lot of people. I know I can probably name off the top of my head ten people that I know right now that has no way of streaming a device. They they have cable, they have internet, they have, but they have no way of streaming a device because it's just something they don't do. And so um, they want to, they just don't learn, they don't want to take the time to do it. And eventually they're going to be forced to it, like everything else. We're, all, we're, we're forcing this, switching over to flat screen TV is going to be forced to do that too. So mm-hmm. Sorry, we got on a tangent. So, <laughs> um, But anyways, the Triple H podcast. Um, basically, I thought it was better than Vince McMahon's. I agree 100%. And I think one reason is that Stone Cold was, he kind of was already did this once, so that the, the first time was out of the bag, you know, once you, you know, and then now he's on to, he's ready for the second time. But also, though, I, I listened to that. I, I re-listened to it when, because uh, Stone Cold has it right now. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. That's why we got on the tangent. Um, <laughs> right now, if you don't have the network, you can listen to it free on Stone Cold's podcast. It aired on the Thursday edition of his podcast. So the Unleashed, Steve Austin, the Steve Austin podcast Unleashed, you can download it free and listen to it audio, because really it's all you need, um, is the audio anyways. But I re-listened to the audio, too, um, and and uh, 
Triple H really. I used if you asked me six months ago, I would have I would have slammed him. But Triple H really has a understanding of the business like never before. I really he may, he don't get the Wall Street stuff. He don't get the global uh, global side of it. But he gets the, the important side of it, which is the wrestling side and the fan side. And here I thought Triple H was the one pushing, holding people back, and, and wanting his wanting to change things. And that may be true a little bit on some some of the wrestlers, but he really has an understanding as far as wrestling and not sports entertainment. And that's my biggest problem, that Vince is all about sports entertainment. But it's still a wrestling company. It's world wrestling entertainment. Entertainment's in there because they had to They had to do that. You know, we made a joke about get the F out. It was World Wrestling Federation. If it wasn't for the World Wildlife Fund, it would still be World Wrestling Federation. It would be entertainment. Right. They threw the entertainment in there because that was what... Vince was all about sports entertainment from the beginning. He wanted to change the typical southern style wrestling of good guy versus bad guy, um, you know, just beating each other down. He wanted to make it more of a sporting event, uh, so he turned it into sports entertainment or more of a more of a big show, I guess, is is, is the the way of it, which is what made WrestleMania. But um, but it's still pro wrestling. If you even look back at the original WrestleManias, I'm going back watching all of them in order. Um, I'm on three right now. And um, it was still a wrestling show. It was a big show, but it was still wrestling. You look back at um, at some of the other WrestleManias, you, there's like an hour and a half of that that's all fluff, you know? And uh, so seeing this podcast, seeing Triple H, he really has an understanding for the business and it's very, very nice to see somebody that really understands that this is wrestling and this is what I want to do. And that's with his baby being NXT. If you're a fan of wrestling, NXT is the best show on the network or best show out there. It's better than the Raw product. That's true. And it's crazy. Yeah. I, the the reason I think it was better than the first one is because first, first off, you could tell that Austin and, and Hunter – were real life friends. I mean, they've been, right. they've known each other forever. They, I think they had a better chemistry, and plus, I think the first time Stone Cold actually with Vince, he was actually asking hard hitting questions. I think that he was a little softer. Yeah. With Hunter, uh, didn't really pursue a lot of the stuff. But I mean, as far as content, the the Vince one might have been better because Vince just laid it all out there. But he was asked the harder questions, though. True. I mean, with Stone Cold, it was just like it, it was just like watching two friends having a conversation, right? So. Which is what a podcast usually right. is. But exactly what I what I like though about um, about the, the the Triple H one was that yeah he uh, Triple H seemed to be a little more relaxed on giving the answers though than Vince was. Vince was kind of like strictly booked. He he was he was more relaxed. Vince was more relaxed with Stone Cold than he is with anybody else. I will give him that. But Triple H went in a little more detail and probably you could tell he didn't filter anything. He just said it and then there was only a couple questions he might have filtered but for the most part he kind of just let him, he kind of just got his feelings out where where Vince was straight he filtered some things and he saved, you know, especially if you talk about CM Punk, Vince was all about business on that. Where Triple H was a little bit, uh, he kind of said something and then he kind of then he kind of turned it and went business but he kind of he let some, he let a cat on the back first before he went business and uh, that's where you can tell that okay there was real friends he he realized oh no I'm not talking to my friend I'm talking to the to the, to the audience here so yeah I see that but um, but all right, but Triple H was uh, really you could tell he he um, 
he would love to be in control. And I think if he was in control, I think the product would be better. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It's just there's a lot of stuff that I don't like with the product today that I miss from growing up. Right. Like, let's jump right into Roman Reigns. I don't know if you plan on talking about yeah, him Oh, yeah. Not. Oh, yeah, he's uh, on the list, but he's coming up. You're right. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, with him, I want to like Roman Reigns, but I don't. And you know why I don't like him? Because I'm an old school wrestling fan. I enjoyed watching the enhancement talent or jobbers come out every week and get destroyed by my favorite superstar. I enjoyed a guy holding on to the Intercontinental Championship for a year, six months to a year at a time, proving himself a couple of runs before he was elevated to the main stage. Shawn Michaels, great example. Rock, Triple H, Hunter, great examples. Mm-hmm. I don't like how they just bring guys in now and they're automatically either a heavyweight champion Number one, I mean, Sheamus is in the, they ruined, in my opinion, they ruined Sheamus by giving him the title like the first month he was there. Right. He's never recovered from that. I'm afraid that's going to, it just feels like they're trying to shove people down our throats now. Whereas in the past, you got to pick and choose who you want to cheer for. Right. Uh, but like I said, there's just a lot of things that hurt me about, I mean, but with Roman Reigns, you know, they, they hit on this on both. Uh, during that podcast and then the live in studio raw that they had because of the blizzard right. the other week, they're they're saying that people feel like he doesn't deserve the WrestleMania match, and I'm going to agree with that. I don't. I'm not saying the guy's not a hard worker. I'm not right. saying he's not a great guy. Guy can't cut a promo to save his life. I mean, right. suffering succotash. Well, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, is that all I need need to do? Is get on, uh, you know, get on TV and spit out comic book or cartoon. Right. I mean, it just to me, it doesn't feel real. It feels like, I guess that's a better way to put it. For me, he doesn't feel it's, real. It's not organic, as Steve yes. Austin likes to say. As he was saying, exactly. it, it doesn't feel organic, and it doesn't. It feels kind of, and it's not that they're like forcing down our throat. I don't think that's the right word because, because they could do that. They, they've done that with a lot of a lot of talent, or they've or they've you know the, the who we want to be elevated. They've uh, not elevated. And I get that. You're, there, there's a lot of things that go on that too behind the scenes we don't get. I mean, you know, just like any typical work job. I mean, if I'm if if I'm looking to be promoted and I do something wrong, that's going to hold me from being promoted. So there's things like that that can happen. So I get that. Whether the fans right. want them or not, or whether I may be better than that person or not. If I made mistakes, I can't get promoted. This person has done a done a better job that or whatever and deserve and and can move up. Whether they deserve it or not. I didn't deserve it at that moment because of the mistakes I made or whatever happens. Same right. with Triple H with the when I go back to the King of the Ring '96. What happened with him? Um, he had to take the punishment and whatever, and he should have right. deserved that. But it went to Stone Cold. But, um, but as in most job, I mean, you get brown nosers in job places that don't do. deserve the jobs that get the jobs. And the WWE has, and I have seen this recently. They yeah. are starting to listen, and, and and I don't necessarily agree with that either because. I, I've also felt like they're changing the product and they're like used to they'd have storylines in place whether you liked them or not they ran them all the way through. Right. Maybe they're not doing that this time but it surely feels like they're like oh crap we had a ton of backlash last no pun intended last week at the Royal Rumble we got to change everything going forward. I yeah mean, they're trying to fix a mistake uh, this past Raw uh, with with the with the storyline, they, they know they made a mistake. But about the Roman Reigns thing is that I, I, you're right; it's not organic. It's 
it's not that in the ring he's amazing. What was funny was last year if he won the Rumble, I think everyone would have been happy, which is kind of weird. But it's not now he wouldn't have been ready still, and he wouldn't and he's not ready now. But um, but it's just not uh, it's just not uh, not right. It's not okay. But here's the thing: the main thing why he doesn't work out. It's not just a promo thing. His finishing moves is a punch in the face. Yeah. That's a punch good. in the face. Now, last I checked, every wrestler comes out and gives you a punch in the face. So his finishing moves just not believable to me. It's just that, that his promo skills, to me, if he switched up, if he did the, the goofy punch first and then spear, the spear's always been accepted as a universal finishing move. Especially for somebody as powerful as he is, yeah, that that might improve things for me. But uh, to go back to your point about the Royal Rumble, uh, I agree with you. If it would have been last year, everybody would have been ecstatic. The problem is, is that this year they threw Daniel Bryan out within eight minutes. Right. Ziggler got eliminated almost instantaneously. Miz Dow did get eliminated instantaneously, and Bubba Ray got put out. I mean. Wonderful surprise! I don't yeah. know anybody that's seen that coming. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it at all. I had no idea. And I and I, I knew some things, and I didn't know that at all. I was like, "Wow, that's that was a good that was a good shock." Dude, I jumped up out of my I did chair. Too. It was I just did ridiculous. Too. Uh, but <laughs> I was actually it was <laughs> sorry, but I saw when like I'm there, so I'm sitting here looking at my TV because we're looking at it. I was watching it, and I'm going, I'm looking, and I see the intro video. You know, like his intro video. He's like, I'm like. The Dudleys? Like, I freaked out. Like, I was like, what? Yeah, every, everybody in my living room was like, whose music is, oh my God! <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, it was ridiculous. But, I mean, that's why. Because all their... And trust me, we've known... They made it very clear after last year's WrestleMania that Roman Reigns, if you read any of the message boards, right. you knew. <laughs> it, so, that's probably another reason why for the hate, because we've been dreading this for six to eight months. Well, there's... A couple things I heard him talk about last week. He, if he got injured, it, it, not I don't think the, if he wasn't injured, it would have helped it. But that held him back even more than he was already needing the time. And then the fact that they decided to bring Daniel Bryan before the Rumble and then put him in the Rumble. If they would have just held off and made him, cause it made him come back after the Rumble, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal during that time because Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Rumble again. Right, but I think I mean I think people love Ziggler as much as they do. They may they do. not have the. Right, the, the chant or anything, but I think people appreciate Ziggler for his hard work, as they do Brian, right. but almost equally. So I still think there would have been a controversy, but for some reason, and it, it's their choice. They just they wouldn't push Ziggler off a cliff if they had to. So uh, so now now that brings me to another point. Supposedly, what I've heard is the WrestleMania match for Brian, even though they're trying to, you know, they could throw a curveball and let Brian go to WrestleMania, but. The WrestleMania match right now is Ziggler and Brian is is in the works. This morning, that's interesting you brought that up. This morning, I actually read on uh, Raja, which is the board I go to, uh, that Ziggler and Ryback are going to be wrestling a tag team match at Mania. Wow. Meaning, I'm thinking that Daniel Bryan's going to be in the in the main event. Uh, not saying that he's going to beat. I mean got to be building towards another triple threat match i mean well you would think maybe well here's the thing possible maybe but here's the here's the thing that i that i want to throw out there though we we brought up since you kind of said match you kind of almost said brock and you stopped but let's talk about brock lesnar his contract right now 
which is the biggest mistake ever. They have brought, they have not signed a new deal, and they have Brock's contract ends the day after WrestleMania, which means his last appearance could be the Monday after Raw, after or the, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. Right. Okay, which is what April third or whatever it is, or no March March April first, whatever that is, whatever it's boom, it ends that day. So here's the problem: if that's his last deal, you have this guy with the title here. Everyone's going to know if you don't sign a new deal that he's losing because you, you're not going to have him leave with the championship. He's, his, his contract's up. So why not ink another deal? If it's only for six more months, at least it, it, it ink a contract extension and keep the title on, on him. Yeah, they never should have, uh, in my opinion, should have signed a contract at the end of the day after WrestleMania. That's so apparent. Everybody knows. Brock has made it. At least, well, I mean, not that he's called me, but he's <laughs> right, made it right, very right. apparent in the media that he's going back to the UFC. At least from what I've read, right. it seems like he's a for sure to the UFC uh, or some sort of uh, mixed martial arts uh, organization this summer. So I'm like, had they ended his contract in May or the first day of June, something like that, there'd be some kind of mystery. But there's no mystery. Whoever... And maybe that that might be a reason they put it a triple threat match because at least if they have a triple threat match under those circumstances, which one's going to win? Well, you always have Seth Rollins with the, with the uh, with well, the and that's true as well. Uh, but uh, so here's I don't but supposedly I I don't like triple threat matches. I don't mind. I'm like if I'm for main events at WrestleMania, I don't mind them. Other little you know here I I would rather have a triple threat match than a stinking gimmick pay per view. But uh, that's another topic for another day. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really want that. But if that's what they have to do to do it, I guess it makes sense. But uh, you always have the money in the bank for Seth Rollins, which I think is actually more is like ready to take the title than Roman Reigns, which is odd because a year ago we would have said the other way. We would have said we would about a year ago we was like Roman Reigns is going to be the standout guy. Seth Rollins blew him away. But see, uh, and that's where we differ. I always following him back in the Ring of Honor. I knew just from watching his work there. I knew when I seen the first, when I seen them. Now I didn't have the luxury then of being able to to watch NXT like right. I do now on the network. Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> when NXT was on regular TV, wasn't it? I think no, 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 oh, no. Thought, it was okay. on Hulu. Hulu, yeah, okay. it was on Hulu only then, and I didn't have a Hulu account. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I I told I told Steve I was like, Rollins is going to be the one that steps up because his mic skills, his entering ability. Uh, he just tells the story so well, sometimes without even saying a word. So, I mean, for me, but then again, I haven't, I, I don't like, you know I don't like Dean Ambrose. I made that very important. Right. I, and I don't know what it is about him, but just to me, he, I, I, I don't get him. People yeah. try to compare him to Roddy Piper, but I loved Roddy Piper. It, to me, it just seems like Ambrose tries too hard to seem psychotic. And you, you well, know, if you've ever seen any of his other work that that's just not him well i think that the problem is is that he could be the loose cannon or the, no no or whatever it may be he could be uh what's the uh what's the t- what does he call himself the Unstable? lunatic fringe. fringe yeah yeah the lunatic fringe so Don't but he calls that. himself that he shouldn't call himself the lunatic fringe he should let other people call him that and but what but i will say this this part of booking booking doesn't help him out or storyline writers making him do stupid stuff in the back with a with a a, a, a gimmick psychiatrist and doing all the whoa you know and do it. that Couldn't doesn't have said it better dude that's that's exactly that's what it's, if he didn't have that 
he would be fine. So a lot of that has to do with the writing because I think he can be crazy and and do it kind of the Brian Pillman way, Roddy Piper a little bit, mix a little bit of those together, which I know he I have heard him on the interviews before, but he says who his idols were. And he won't say Brian Pillman is, but I know it is because of the fact that he knows that he's trying to go with that and he doesn't want people to really compare him to him. But they're from the same city, from Cincinnati. He grew up watching Brian Pillman. You know what I mean? So, it's I mean, a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, um, like Dobbs Ziggler. You know one of his favorite idols and people were Billy Gunn. <laughs> it's from Cleveland. It's <laughs> the same move, you know. So kind of looks the same. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so that's it's kind of it, – it, it, I, I kind of see what you're saying, though. Dean Ambrose kind of driving me crazy. Uh, with that, it, no pun intended, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's because of, I think a lot of that to do with the writing. I think if he could just be his own, he would be fine. Um, but um, but the Brock Lesnar thing of this contract, what he what should have happened is, you know, WrestleMania 30 should have been a sit down between Vince, Mark Corona, is that I think is his name, yeah, the talent creations now, and and Brock and Brock's agent whatever sit down and go. And it's not by the way, his agent really isn't Paul Heyman; it's his best friend. But sit down. Flaming hot takes on the podcast. <clears throat> and then they sit down, and all of a sudden, um, they say, look, here's what we're going to do, Brock. We're going to give you the streak. But we need a contract extension. That's, that was your leverage. We're also going to put the title on you. We're going to give you a long reign, but we need a contract extension. You only had to show up eight times in the next year, by the yeah, way. Well, whatever we did. Well, actually, Brock would have came up more than that, but they would have had to work out a deal. Whatever the time. This is right. how many matches. This is how many times you got to show. This is it. Let's do it. I think Brock would have signed that deal. I did, too. And then he didn't know he was going to get the streak until the very moment. The match, he didn't know he was getting it. He didn't know. Uh, Heyman didn't know. Heyman says he didn't know until Heyman was out there. They didn't like. They wanted Heyman to surprise to be real. Well, you could tell. You could you tell. Could tell it was Heyman didn't know. So the only people that knew about it were three people: Vince, um, Brock, Take. and Taker. The referee didn't even know, which is Charles Robinson. The referee didn't even know. You can kind of even tell that too. Yeah. Was supposed to hit it the third time. Right. Uh, it, yeah. He didn't even know. So it's like they kept it so secret. And it didn't happen until right before the very moment. So that that was leverage you had there. And I get, I understand. It, but here's the thing. Now that if you don't extend the contract and you don't keep him out, now the problem is the streak is wasted. He's going to go on and leave. And you just gave the streak to somebody that you were going to build up. And now, even though, don't get me wrong, it makes sense for him to have the streak because of who he is. I get right. that. But if you let him go on to, to ride in the sunset back to UFC or wherever, all of a sudden now you've 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 built you built this big legacy, the greatest creation you ever made besides WrestleMania itself was the Undertaker, and you gave it to him, and he's gone, because you wasn't smart enough to get with him ahead of time and make a contract negotiation. The dumbest thing they probably well, there's a lot of dumb things they've done, but one of the dumbest things they could have ever done for for their own product and their own brand, they basically shot themselves in the foot. So now. You can still make the make a negotiation and keep Brock, but now you're gonna have to pay more. You would have got him cheaper. Now you're gonna have to pay because now he's like, I have the streak. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I have your title. Everyone's gonna know I'm get. I'm gonna have to lose it. Everyone's gonna know this now. So you, everyone's gonna boo the heck out of this place. They're gonna. They might not even buy. They're gonna cancel the network if you don't. You know, pay me. Now they're gonna have to pay him. If they want to keep him, where before they don't get me wrong, they're going to pay him. Right. But he's going to he's going to probably double or almost double what he was going to get because of that. 
do you think that this mania is the last we see of Brock, or do you see him in Dallas at 32? I think I, I think we see him in Dallas at 32. I think that's the next time we see him. If they don't work out a deal, we don't see him until Dallas. But I, honestly, I think the way the way things go, the only reason why we would see him at Dallas is because they want Dallas to be to beat the record and have the biggest crowd ever, which they will can do it. So they're going to, they're going to bring in all stops. Going to bring in Brock. They're going to bring in Stone Cold. Going to bring in The Rock. Not saying all those guys are going to wrestle. They're going to bring them all in. They're I think they will, though. I think they, uh, I've already got my room reserved for Dallas, uh, by the way. Uh, I think we see. I want to go, so I guess I'm going with you. No, <laughs> I got room in the trunk, bro. Uh, I think we see Sting and Taker next year. I think yeah. that's without a doubt. I don't think there's any. Sting and Taker next year? I think Sting and Taker's next year. I think we see. I, uh, well, let me tell you who I'd like to see. I'd like to see Hulk Hogan versus Rusev. All-American hero, anti-American. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. Um, I think we see Rock and Triple H. I think they're oh, building yeah, up to that. Oh, yeah, that's guaranteed. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, Rock um, and Triple H. And who am I? I think we see Stone Cold. I think we see Stone Cold and Cena, finally. You know, that's something that had been rumored for a long time that never materialized. If I've been seeing more lately where Steve has said uh, that he's not interested in wrestling again, but I've also read from the same board that he's gearing up for a big return. So I mean, what's bigger well, than what's bigger than Mania in your home state? Well, he he'll be at Mania. He'll be in there at some part. He might some even capacity. host. He might even host it or whatever. But that's true. Here's the thing: he's going to be there. There's going to be beer drinking. There's going to be stunners for sure. No matter what, that's okay. going to happen. Now, could it be after a post match or during or stunners during the match and beer after the post match? Possible. Could it be just because he's Stone Cold Steve Austin? He's going to own the show possible there could be a many things there's many things we can get to there but i think there are going to try to get him to wrestle and i'm right the only perfect opponent if not sting would be um would be cena that's the only person he hasn't fought yet i don't well i don't know did he they were he was around during that time cena came in i could even here's another guy he's not fought that he's wanted to fight i could even see them let's say they don't put rusev and hogan against hogan, each other yeah cena austin hogan triple threat man i know triple threat man I would rather see a fatal four-way elimination match than to see a, a, a triple threat match myself. Right, of course. Because um, those are all, to me, the triple threat matches are too predictable because the second you see, after 20 minutes of action, you see somebody throw one of the other guys out of the ring, you know the, the, the finish. I mean, just. Yeah, right. But, I mean, I also analyze it a lot more than your normal wrestling fan does. <laughs> so, no, you uh, yeah, do you're right, right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I am a lot harder on on the business than your normal person would be. But with that being said, I could see Austin, I could see Austin Hogan and Cena mixing it up in a triple threat. They're going to need star matches, and then then you put Rusev versus Ziggler or Reigns or Daniel Bryan, uh, Rollins. Those guys are going to be involved in some way, and, and by that point, they should be ready. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. And then you might also see, um, you know, there's possibility you're going to have big stars there. It's, it's in Dallas, Texas. I'm sure, being that it's you're going to have people's going to be, they're going to get the Cowboys involved. Um, dogs barking at something. Shut up, buddy. Uh, getting doc, getting um, getting things involved. Uh, you're going to see. Um, I guarantee you're going to see Tony Romo and anything we do. Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, they're all going to be involved. Uh, just because it's in Dallas. That'll make um, Steve happy. He's a Cowboys fan. You might even see Mark Mark uh, Mark Cuban. Cuban, yeah. yeah. yeah he was actually at the Survivors. I went to Survivor Series in Dallas back in uh, I want to say oh yeah early two thousands. 
and he was sitting there right in the front row next to just like he was one of the rec- just- would you would you know that he um do you know back in uh, 2001 uh, he did a thing with OVW and Kenny Bowen and John Cena. No, I didn't. There. No, no, I have <laughs> yeah. not. Okay, here's here's something for you guys. Google Mark Cuban, John Cena, OVW. Okay, it's a it's a it's a funny segment. Um, and because uh, Kenny Bowen's John Cena's the prototype was his name uh, <laughs> at OVW, and Kenny Bowen was his manager, and um, and uh, so um, he. Um, he basically was trying to work out a deal with Mark Cuban. It's pretty pretty interesting. It's a funny little bit and a little and and one day I'm gonna have Kenny on the show and Kenny's gonna explain how that went about. He's told me personally, but I'm gonna let Kenny tell the story because only Kenny can tell the story the way Kenny can. Um, which, by the way, I got a hashtag going. Hashtag get Kenny Bowling in the Hall of Fame <laughs> or get Kenny Starmaker Bowling Hall of Fame because technically everybody who's been a big star in WWE in the last ten years came through Kenny Bowling, which is why his name is a Star Maker. And um, I just think it's, it's honestly, he deserves being it, but people won't know who he is because he's never been on WWE TV. So it's, uh, they'll probably never put him in there. But anyways, hashtag Kenny Bowen in the Hall of Fame. It's for you, Kenny. Um, by the way, my headphones are, are need, I need a new cord. Um, you too, don't you, Jeremy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> new cord. Kenny. I love them, though, by the way. Yeah. Love them. Um, uh, beats by, beats by Bowen. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's interesting what they're going to do with WrestleMania 32. Um, which the funny thing is, is, WrestleMania 32 is going to sound to be the biggest show. Why wouldn't they do that for 30? I, I don't know because 30 could have been bigger if they had it in Dallas and they. I don't know. I just think I don't know because 30 is like you know the 30, the number. You know, 32 is kind of an odd number. It's kind of weird that they would go that make that the biggest one, but. Then again, WrestleMania three was the biggest That's crowd true. and everything, and that was just WrestleMania three. So, I don't know. It, it, it's interesting, but let's talk on some other things. Uh, so, Fastlane. Right now, we have Cena versus Rusev. The way that I see this going is, I see Rusev winning, and then Cena getting his revenge at the at the WrestleMania and officially beating him at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. Not so fast, my friend. I um, I think there's going to be some sort of at Fastlane, I don't think it's going to be a clean victory either way. It's going to be a disqualified. Rusev won't get pinned. I think they actually, well, <clears throat> this is what they should do. Okay. If, they want to, if they want to elevate Ru- I lo- I love what they've done with Rusev. Yes, they've I missed the boat on so many guys. Not him. Right. Ryback. They, Ryback could have been. I know there's not a lot of Ryback fans out there, but that's because they completely buried him right after they gave him Right, his first big push. They did. Even Brodus Clay, he started out undefeated. He was crushing people, and then they're like, "Nah, we'll just feed him to Big Show." Uh, they missed the boat a lot, but Rusev well, who needs not... to retire, by the way. Right, uh, he does. Big Show, exactly. But uh, with Rusev though, they've actually done him the old school way. Right, I've, I've been very, and I know I said it sounds hypocritical because earlier I was like, "Oh, the guy's got to have long intercontinental and U.S. title run," and I guess well, a lot of does. people, yeah, yeah. I know, and that just shows a lot of people even forget he's a champion because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't. Uh, most of the champions, there's all, spout out, I'm the champion, I'm the champion, I'm the champion all the time. This guy's acts very humble about about it. You know, he he mentions it from time to time, but you almost forget he's the title holder. But uh, nevertheless, I like the way uh, I I would have him pin Cena clear, cleanly at Mania. Okay. 
what well, well, and and the one thing about Cena, Cena's a company boy. He'll do he'll 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 bow down and pin, and he's not you know what I like about it, why Cena's the best, why Cena is the face of the company is that he's not he'll he'll do U.S. title run or U.S. title um, uh, product or um, program for six months and not complain one bit. Right. Um, I love him. Punk would complain. Um, I don't know if Brian might might have complained. Randy Orton would complain. They'll all complain. Cena would not complain. That's why he's the face of the company, and that's you know that's what what it is. It is what it is. There. That brings up interesting. While we're talking about what they should do with Rusev, have you still figured out why they had him uh, Cena go over Bray Wyatt last year at Mania? Didn't it feel like Bray Wyatt was going to win that match to you yep. before the match happened? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, up, oh, we'll just they killed Bray Wyatt. Right. I mean. Granted, well, they they did, and they, it's taken yeah. him a long time to recover, but right. he has recovered. I can't wait. That's a, that's one of the guys that I'm most excited to see what they do with him long term because I love the character. Uh, great, he moves around great for a big guy. Um, I believe in it. I believe that he's. I mean, I know he's not really right, a creep, right, but I. I I believe that he's a creepy dude. What I think they should do, though, they should have done this a long time ago, and people thought they were going this route. I think they should go ahead and do this now. They should, instead of, because the rumor is he's going to take Taker on at WrestleMania. And you know Taker's going to win. Taker's not going to lose two in a row. Other than again, he could. I don't know. Maybe that's what they're going. Like, he went on a winning streak, now he's on a losing streak. I don't know. That's true. But um, what could happen, though, is that let Bray officially be Taker's, you know, he trained Undertaker. You know, I'm like let it let it be something like that. I mean, that would it would it would make sense. Now, maybe they don't want it. They don't want to ruin his gimmick, or they think it's kind of copying or whatever. Because it's not, but it kind of is. He's the next odd, right, out there, um, dark side person. So it makes sense. But back to Rusev, though, I wanted to touch on this. Um, one thing that I don't like that they haven't done is he's the U.S. champion. And he hates the U.S. So why not change his title to the European Championship? Well, there's that, or the Russian Championship, or, or that, yeah. mock the fact that, mock it more of, I'm the U.S. Champion. That's This is, I'm the U.S. Champion. You can't put nobody in front of me in this nation right. that can be, I'm, here I am, I, I'm from Russia, who's the better, who's the better, and I'm your U.S. Champion. You know, like, like use that to get more heat on you to say, you can't even have a, your own champion in your own country. I came from your other country, and I'm your champion. You know, and of course, Alana would be the one saying that. Who, by the way, is stunning, but it's is not. the perfect. Well, I mean, she's stunning, and, and I've seen her in person. And I was like, wow. Yeah, if you like beautiful women, she's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it. But what it, what is amazing? She's the perfect person for her, and you don't see that anymore. That ta- that that tangent of the man, this man, this woman who's behind, who's the voice. You haven't seen that probably since. Lana, Lana, Vushan, or I'm just trying to think of who's been like that girl that's been the well, voice. Well, sensational Sherry. Yeah, I mean there you go. But yeah. more Lana Vushan was well, that was at the same time frame, I guess, same era. But well, who was who was Luna? The, uh, uh, is who you're talking about? Luna Vushan. Yeah. She uh, wasn't she Bam Bam's manager? Right, she Bam talked, Bam. But I'm, that's the reason why I would give the nod to Sherry because she managed so many people. She did, and she was more. But I agree with you. That's something else that, like I said, I'm an old-school wrestling fan. I believe there should be more managers. There should be. I love Bobby the Brain, Slick, Classy, Freddie Blassie, Jimmy Hart, uh, all those guys. Now, see, Paul Heyman, 
doesn't claim to be a manager though. But he's the best. But here's why he don't claim to be a manager because he's in a different role than Bobby Heenan was. And I, and when he explained it on Steve Austin's podcast, talked about why he's the advocate and why he or agent and why he doesn't like the word manager because of what a manager did compared to what he does. It's like okay, that makes sense. So he doesn't. He says the greatest manager of all time to him was Bobby Heenan, or um, or um, who do else he say? Uh, it pretty much was Bobby Heenan, and he says I'm not better than Bobby. Bobby Heenan is better manager, but but maybe I'm better at this. Maybe I'm better at advocate. Bobby Heenan couldn't be the advocate, but he could be a manager. Well, to me, Bobby Heenan, I, I wouldn't. Bobby Heenan's the best all time. Heyman's right. If you if you ask me to rank them, I put Bobby at one A, Heyman at one B. I absolutely have loved everything Heyman's ever done. Um, he's the, been the perfect person. After watch, have you seen his documentary on the network? Oh the yeah, oh, fantastic. Um, you know, just one of the greatest minds of the business. I mean, no matter what he did wrong, like he goes through on there, he did a lot of things wrong, but he did them for the right reason. So, right. I, but that that would be my. I couldn't rate either one of them. Above the other, they would both be right there at, at the number one for me. Yeah, and then and then um, close number, I guess three, two, whatever you want to say. But in the, in the top five for sure is also Jim Cornette, Corny, um, Cornette, Jimmy Hart, Kenny Bolin, Kenny Bolin. Yeah, Kenny Bolin. Yeah, no, no, Kenny Bolin's great. Kenny Bolin. Um, this it, is it's it's a shame that he was never brought up higher. I mean, he was. Let's put it this way: You would be on WWE television, be, be superstars or whatever. He'd be managing one of the enhancement guys, who right. ended up being John Cena at the time, who was, you know, or uh, Rico Constantino or somebody like that, who before they got big. Uh, but um, they never brought him up with the talent. I don't know why. I don't know if he had something there, but, uh, but that would be my top five. Yeah, and, and but it, those of you, some of y'all should watch some old. You can go on OVW's website. And I think order. Stuff old, old stuff. Watch some old Kenny Bolin managing stuff because by far it was so good. And he learned from the best. He learned from Jim Jim Cornette. He learned from um, Bobby Heenan. He learned from these guys. He and even um, Jimmy Hart. I mean, you're right. I just he was so the mouth from the south man. He was so annoying. You wanted to punch him in the face when he talked. He was so annoying. I don't know how many times that I wanted to punch Kenny in the face. Sometimes I still do because I know him. <laughs> but it just, he was so, I mean, these guys are great. Well, and to his credit, I stopped watching OVW TV probably when about Kenny a month left. after he stopped commentating. Yeah. It wasn't as interesting anymore. It wasn't. And the only reason why I like it, now I've turned it on and kind of kept up with it a little bit now, is because Jim Cornette's there and it kind of gives that dynamic again. You can tell the booking is good because Cornette is booking it too. Right. And it's like, okay, this is makes sense. This is what it should be. So, um, it got, I mean, but there's also, you had a problem because we'll segue and talk about this. TNA, for a while, for a while that was development inside of TNA. And TNA was the same people doing it. And I love Al Snow, and I know Al Snow was part of that. And I think Al Snow's got a great mind for the business. He's a great trainer. He's trained a lot of people in the business. People you don't even realize Al, Ch- Al Snow trained. Actually, Steve Austin talked about, I didn't know this, Steve Austin actually went and trained with Al Snow a lot in his early career. And this is back before Al Snow was had the head gimmick and did everything before he became big and big and famous. So he's trained a lot of guys. So Al Snow's done a great job in the business. But and he probably deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame because of that. But he um but he was but booking is a different world and he was involved in that with TNA's staff and it just 
and there's other people involved. Maybe Russo was in there too. I don't know, but it just wasn't working out. And, and plus, Patina's product is just terrible. It is. I've given it another shot since it's moved. It, it's to... gotten better. The production part of it's gotten better since they moved to Destination. No, the production America. has, but not the the product is still a product. The storyline, yeah. I mean, the BDC versus. It's just, I've got no, another thing that, that kills them is the fact that you can read their spoilers a month in advance. That kills the WWE as far as SmackDown's concerned, in my opinion. You can read what happened Tuesday night. Why would you tune in on Thursday? Right. I mean, unless you're fanatics like us. I mean, we like I still don't want, I don't want SmackDown. I said last month, week, with, with, with Raw being, uh, Raw being closed, canceled or whatever because of the weather, it made me watch SmackDown because SmackDown was going to be live. Right. That's the only time, and, I, and I, I've tried to watch SmackDown more. I mean, now, take me back 15 years ago when SmackDown first came on the air. I was watching it every single week. But you also had WCW on the other side that had Thunder, and that was live. So I was trying to keep up. And I don't, but, but after about probably the last six years, the only time I watched SmackDown is if I went to the show and it was there and I was live and I wanted to kind of see what they, what they edited out, what they cut out. Or if I knew something was going to happen and I read about it and I was like oh my gosh I gotta watch that and I turned it on to watch it um, for the most part I don't keep up with it it's a it's a it's a it's a fluff show it's not it doesn't you know brawl is the main show um, now I would I would say get rid of Smackdown altogether my personal opinion and cut raw to two hours which Triple H mentioned he would actually do he would cut raw to two hours um, it's too much product it's too much it's too much time it's too much stuff to fill and you get bored. You have Monday Night Raw. You have uh, Tuesday night. You have um, if you if you can watch main event live on the network. Wednesday night you have um, NXT. NXT. Thursday night now you have SmackDown. Uh, Friday night you can watch you know TNA, um, and you can also watch New Japan if you have it in your area. Uh, Saturday you can watch Superstars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also watch uh, Lucha comes on t- Tuesday nights. Yeah, Lucha Underground. You can uh, you can also watch um, the TNA's new little thing they have going on. Yeah, nobody um, watches that, right? No and, offense. And then um, and then uh, Sundays you might have a pay per view. Uh, and then if you have the NXT Takeover, that's going to be done on Wednesdays now or Friday or whatever that those days are going to be. I think it's for Wednesdays now because it's whatever their show airs. Um, and then you have all the stuff on the network. So it's too much of the products out there. In my opinion, I think less is always more. If you bring it down to just give them a little bit, you know, it's not going to, it's going to require, people's going to want to watch it more. NXT is an hour long. It's just enough what you need. OVW, I forgot if you're certain areas, like we have OVW, that's Saturday, that's Wednesday and Saturday nights. Um, if you, um, it keeps everything, um, it just keeps, it keeps you wanting more. It keeps you wanting to go back. Um, and, and have that, and that's why I like Lucha Underground, being that it's an hour show. The production is amazing. Now Mark Burdett is part of it, so Mark Burdett is gonna, he's gonna do everything big. Those of you who know who he is, he's the creator of Survivor, Celebrity Apprentice, um, uh, he, every reality reality show ever. <laughs> yeah, every, every successful reality yeah, show yeah, ever. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, he's also, uh, except for I think the only one he doesn't have on is American Idol, but I think he has the voice, or he has one of the one of right. the one of the competing ones. And then you also look, he, he's the one that did the Bible production that, you know, was big last year that uh, he helped do the movie. And he's he's done a lot of movies. He's got the money. So he takes you to Underground and he gives the money. If, if, and if With him having the money, it's like the Ted Turner, 
They're going to start some. Eventually, I can see Lucha Underground being a true competitor to uh, WWE and blow TNA away. Uh, they're already blowing TNA away, uh, yeah. in my opinion. I don't know that I could ever see them being a true competitor. To, I don't think anybody will ever, honestly, uh, get back to that point. I'm interested in seeing what Global Force Wrestling right. does when they launch. But uh, let me, let's me let switch to another point real quick, and we can jump back to this if you want to. Did you absolutely... Did you not absolutely love the in-studio Raw last oh, week? Yes. At first, I was... Um, you were skeptical, right? I was like, this is going to be... How are they going to fill three hours? Now, of course, they had the stupid stuff with Bradshaw or JBL and doing the weather or whatever. But Well, I actually like that because that reminded me of primetime wrestling growing up. You tune well, in on Monday true. night. You got to see the best matches of the week. And what did we see that Monday night? We seen the best matches from the pay-per-view. I loved it. That's what I would do different if, I, if you're listening... This is what I would do. I'd cut Raw down to two hours, make it a studio show, just like primetime wrestling was, and then make SmackDown your A show. I really? mean, you couldn't do it. Yeah, you couldn't do it the other way. You couldn't make SmackDown your your primetime wrestling. I mean, as you stated, you got enough content on the network to fill your other time. I loved it. I loved the comedy bits during primetime wrestling. I loved the comedy bits this other night. You had more intimate interviews. That's one thing. You couldn't turn the TV on a Saturday morning to turn on Superstars without seeing three or four people interviewed by me and Gene over there in the corner of the platform. It's true, but see, I, I still think you can't you can't make that. You can't make you, you got to make Raw so your A show. I think you can do it with SmackDown, though. I think you can do it with SmackDown. And you can show what, you know, best matches from Monday Night Raw. You can show the pay-per-view, whatever, and then still do the. I think you can, I think that... I like your idea, but I think flip it. Because I, I, Raw is still your, Raw's your A show. Raw's your show. I mean, I get that. And USA is never going to do that, any network. Well, But as you stated, they're probably going to be network exclusive before you know before it's all said. Well, yeah. Well, we, so. we're, I think they signed a 10 year contract. So we got oh, they did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're never gonna, mind. Don't change anything. They got to deal with, with not, a three, not for the three hour Raw, they just got to deal for 10 years with Universal. Now, what that can include is some kind of programming. That's why they're on sci-fi with SmackDown. Right. That doesn't mean that SmackDown has to be the way it is. It just means they have to have a program on sci-fi uh, or, or, or one of their programs. It doesn't mean Raw. I don't know how long the three-hour deal is set for. Um, that could just be testing how the ratings go. And I guess as long as the ratings are still up, USA is going to still request it. Then they're going to do it. You know, It's all about the money. I mean, it really was all about. Uh, I'm just saying work out something. You can, you can renegotiate and work out deals to let you have Raw come on sooner. Drop the hour down, drop it to two hours, do something like that. The flag show, you know, have a have a. I love, I, I like that idea. I love that in studio, or, or if you, and, and another thing about the network is, I've said this before, what people you want people to watch the network, let the main event or whatever the match is on Raw at that moment or whatever's happening on the Raw run over, run over, cut off. They've done it a couple times and it's been great. But I remember so many times back in the day, WCW would do this all the time. There would be something going on. Now, some of that is probably because they were just bad production. But some of it would, something was happening, and it would go off right in the middle of something. Raw would do the same thing. And you're like, no! And you wanted to see the rest of it. Only the people in the, in the, in the crowd would get to see it. So why not allow people to go to the network and... You may have a four million people watching Raw that night, but you have a million subscribers. That million subscribers get to go on right away and watch what happened. Those other three million don't get to, but that will make them buy the network. I agree. You My know? most memorable Raw run over was the week 
this long time ago. The week that you thought Razor Ramon and Savio Vega won the tag team championships. But when they when Raw came back on the next week, it was revealed. The referee got to watch the screen and seen it was a uh, the illegal man, so they restarted it, and they really didn't win the tag team championships. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I mean, well, and then, 100% it, they should use that run on to say, to end, like like you said, like WCW. Oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. No, we can't cut off. We can't cut. We'll see you next week, folks. And it, just put it on the network. Yep, yep. That's going to force people. Like yeah, and, it's, or, or, so and, and Michael Cole can throw out at the very end, you know, he can say, uh, we gotta, we, we're got we going, we're out of time, we're out of time. What? Uh, it's it's on the network. It's going to be on the, you know, throw it at the very end. And then all of a sudden, no, those people. I, I guarantee you'll have, depending on what what it is, especially if it's something big with WrestleMania and Brock, Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar or whatever, you would have people running to subscribe immediately, you know, to, to the network, just to see what happens, you know, and and um, you know, that's just that's just my opinion on that. There's a couple of topics I do want to I do want to address though before we, um, you know, oh one more thing is that we forgot. I keep forgetting about this. A lot of I'm trying to think of a lot of guys that are like, what are they going to do at Mania? They don't have nothing left for them yet. But we're going to have the annual Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Are we? Because I haven't heard it referenced yet. I hope we are. I liked it last well, year. Well, there was the, the inaugural, so I'm assuming they're going to do it every year. Yeah, but you know how WWE works. They can have something one time, and then we never hear from it again. I'd love to see it again. Well, though. I think they but will. The only reason I'm not so hopeful about it is because of the way... I mean, that should have been... And that's another thing. Why is Cesaro not... My God. <laughs> one of the best pure athletes I've ever seen. They put him with Heyman. Perfect for him. And then they're like, you know what? We're just, and, he, and Triple H addressed it. Or maybe it was Vince that addressed it and called yeah, Cesaro Yeah, he said the brass ring. Yeah. Yeah. Said that Cesaro just... No, that's what he said. He said Cesaro doesn't have it. I beg to differ. I tune in to watch him. Yeah, Maybe it's a little bit because I followed him beforehand. Well, I, I one, of, to watch it. one of the things he needed to do was he needed to shave and go completely bald. Steve Austin recommended that, and he did it. Uh, he also, another thing, though, he needs he needs some of the moves. Steve Austin tried to help him out with that, but he said he can't do that, which is reverse, reverse mule kicks and stuff like that. You can't They don't allow cheating anymore, so that's a big problem. So he couldn't use that. But what Cesaro, though, is actually him and Tyson Kidd. His tag team is really good because they're both phenomenal athletes yeah, and wrestlers. I love, I love it. But they're, uh, they're, you heard their new, their new name? Yes, the Brass, Brass Ring Club. Brass Ring yeah, Club. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty good. So um, I, we'll see where that goes. But yeah, the, I, I'm assuming they're going to have that match. But so my, you know, another thing is that they've been requesting. I know that I kind of bitched this last week. Is um, Go Dust and Colt and, and um, Stardust are going to have a match? Cody and Dustin. I don't know how they're going to who they're going to call themselves during that time. But they have been wanting a WrestleMania match for three years. This is Goldust's last go around. It needs to happen. They're going to put on a phenomenal. It might be one of the best matches on the card. I agree, and they teased it a little bit on Raw and yeah. SmackDown this yeah. week. They're so. they're splitting up, and I knew that was. I thought it was. It actually was <laughs> going to happen last yes. year. They put they hold they held it off. Uh, so I think that was okay. I mean, I was wanting it for thirty, but I think it's they had a good run with this with this uh, Goldust Stardust thing anyway. They so. Did. Um, that's good. And then, of course, you see it coming. <laughs> Our boy, Miz Dow, and The Miz are probably going to have a WrestleMania showdown. I hope so. Because yeah. both... I know a lot of people aren't on The Miz bandwagon. He's another guy that I've watched fight from the bottom. I think that's why I like him so much. It's because he literally did start from the bottom. 
and worked his way up. I mean, yeah, he had a little bit of a jump start being on MTV. Yeah. But, I mean, you hear the stories of how hard... You've seen him fight hard on TV. You hear about the stories with him and G, J, GBL. I have no idea who that is. Him and JBL. <laughs> um, and now JBL respects him. I've heard that they've got a great relationship now, but that dude had to overcome everything. So I'm glad to see him. And as far as... I'm going to call him by his government name. Aaron is concerned. Uh, Mizdow. Um, he's deserved to wrestle. He's worked. Like, I remember he got his first run in WWE after about a seven-year run at OVW. And then came back to OVW for about six more years before they put, caught him back up. That guy deserves something. I mean, even if it's something as small as a match versus the Miz at Mania, I think they both deserve it. Well, here's check this out. Mizdow was on Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho. Uh, I think it was last week. Um, and, uh, he, of course they did the whole gimmick thing with him and Miz at first and then he, and then went on, you know, they, they, they played around with it, but then he gave a phenomenal interview. He really explained, um, everything about his career, what he stepped and what he'd done. And I knew some of this because he was, he lived here, you know, and, and all this stuff. I knew some of it, uh, before, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's amazing story. He didn't go full detail in it, obviously, cause he kind of, he had a, he had an hour to talk or half an hour, whatever it was. But um, but it's really cool to see, and he has worked himself. And he's a guy that um, here's what he's done. He's been he was given something to do, and he was like, "Go out there and do it." And he made it work from the goofy con- when he was dressed up like LeBron James, <laughs> or he was dressed up like a you know David Crockett, or whatever it was. And he was making it. He was getting it over with the crowd every single time. And then Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, when he did that whole thing with them, he was getting that stuff over. And then now he's doing, he got pushed in this Mizdow thing, and it was only going to be a two-week thing, and it was basically just to put him in something. And he got it so over that he stinking kept it for another, for six months, however long it's been. Dude, you know? so hilarious. Every time I see it's Miz great. take a, a back bump and see Sandow <laughs> run and take one on the... <laughs> I'm just, I just died. Now, now they're starting to they're starting to start it where he's like, "You're not my stuff, you're not my assistant," because now Miz is getting jealous that he's getting all the attention, and he's, they're coming up asking for his autograph and not Miz and stuff like that. So things are starting to happen to kind of yeah. to kind of do to kind of push that. Um, I am, and I love and I loved Miz da- or Sandow's gimmick with the with the coat, the robe, and yeah, the whole beforehand. I loved all Cody. of that too, and. In my favorite match on Raw in the last three years was Cena versus Mizdow when he cashed in the Money in the Bank. That was a phenomenal match. It was. And it just goes to show you how great of a worker and how great of a person Mizdow is or Sandow, Aaron, you know, whatever. Um, Damian Sandow, I guess that's, I don't know, he might end up having another name change when it's all said and done. I mean, um, calling himself Mizdow now and they have to change it again or go back to Sandow. But um, but it's it's amazing. He's he really puts in a lot of work and does and whatever you give him, he's going to get it over. And um, I I know Vince has to see that. He has to see that. I just hope he doesn't turn into the modern day Santino or Charlie Haas. They both had great runs as you know as as humor, and I'm glad they've they're starting to because I know you said you don't watch SmackDown a lot. Uh, but on this uh, on the episode that aired last night, they really. I don't watch it, but I read it. But I keep right, it right, 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 right. So then you know they really made him to be more. You know this match is getting ready to happen. Hopefully yeah. it's at Mania. I hope they don't try to make it a, 
got a sneaky suspicion we're gonna see it at Fastlane. I hope not. I hope not. I hope that it's uh, it it all it's all breaks down. This is it. The Fastlane, whatever happens at Fastlane, makes them book the match. You know, right. that's what they. If that would be smart booking, but we know that WWE hasn't been great with booking <laughs> lately, um, or in the last few years. Uh, but um, but we're gonna uh, close here, wrap it up. Um, do you have any final comments, any thoughts about anything that we haven't dressed or talked about that you've been on your mind? No, man, I appreciate you having me on. I know we kind of got off topic on a couple things, but that's what happens when you talk to your buddy about sports, <laughs> right, stuff right. like that. You just go all over the place, and then you try to, you know, I just, I just appreciate you having me on the show, man. And no problem. And be sure to follow Jeremy at Jeremy underscore uh, CSZ, or you can also follow his website on Twitter, that at Cards Sports Zone. Um, on Twitter, and then, of course, CardinalSportsZone.com. Hey, you got it right. <laughs> and then uh, don't forget, too, to check out all of our sponsors on this website, LiveSportsCaster.com. If you download this on iTunes or available on iTunes, we appreciate Subscribe. Keep downloading. That's great. I appreciate all that. Check back to some of the old episodes. Like I said, some of that is out of context now, but at least you can kind of see where our heads was at before, or at least my head, uh, before when uh, when we talked about the product and, and what where the business is going. But... Um, be sure to be sure, be sure to subscribe and also check out all the sponsors on LiveSportsCasters.com. It's a great website. A lot of great other uh, pro, uh, sports programming out there uh, for you know whatever you like or something out there, some kind of genre you might like. Or if you just want wrestling, that's fine. At least we still give those sponsors a heads up. Also, you can follow them on Twitter at LiveSportsCast at LiveSportsCast on Twitter. And then I'm on Twitter at Daniel Spencer. I'm also at Daniel Spencer on Instagram. You got an Instagram one, don't you? I do. It's the same as my Twitter. There at Jeremy underscore CSC. It's a way to keep it keep it keep it simple. Keep, keep it, it simple. simple. Keep it simple, sweetie. Uh, and so uh, so there you go. Uh, checked all those out. We want to appreciate Jeremy stopping by and uh, and being on this podcast. I'm sure this ain't the this ain't the last time you'll be on the show. Um, and uh, also we're gonna get uh, his buddy Steve on the show too man he's um, he's a um, he's a newly buried man, but he's a big time wrestling fan. So it might be hard to get him away from the wife for a little bit. No, no, it won't be hard at all uh, because he's a newly married man. It won't be uh, difficult at all. But yeah, he's uh, along with you and me. Uh, he's one of the most knowledgeable guys that I that I know about the sport. Yeah. So uh, I'll be looking forward to. Uh, maybe we can do a roundtable. Yeah, roundtable sounds Let's good. Do we'll do something, and we'll get we'll get him on and. Uh, That'll be great, and, uh, and and you can follow him on Twitter too, which we'll give him stuff out later. We don't even give him a plug now. We'll wait. No, 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 no. Yeah, make we'll, him wait. No cheap wait. pops for him. <laughs> no cheap pops for him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got enough issues right now being a newly married man. So, uh, although good thing about it is I think his wife is a wrestling fan, so that's a big plus. Uh, yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, be t- check us out next week. Uh, the goal is to drop this every Monday. On iTunes, uh, so be sure to check it out every Monday uh, for our our um, our take on everything. You're listening to the the Pile Driver podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. <laughs>